All right, School King Football, we are back with another episode in our Inside Look series, and today we are covering a pair of tight ends out of the University of Iowa, and uh, today we uh, we get the uh, the chance to talk with um, the voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes, Mr. Gary Dolphin. Gary, thank you for joining us on the show today. Good to be with you, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. All right, so it's it's not very often that you see two tight ends from the same school going into... Uh, being so highly vaunted going into the um, going into the draft, um, can you maybe give us? A, we'll start with Noah Fant. If you could give us a little bit of a, a kind of an overview of of his uh, season this past year. Yeah, sure. Uh, first off, big picture, I think it's uh, over the years it's been a, a pattern at the University of Iowa of uh, talent, obviously uh, combined with uh, a great system that Kirk Ferentz runs. Uh, he came in here from uh, Cleveland, from Baltimore in the National Football League where he had spent seven or eight years. And as an offensive line coach, he fully understands the value of a quality tight end, particularly at that level. And Hayden Fry, when he came to Iowa back in the late 70s, early 80s, uh, brought with him the, uh, wasn't a spread offense, somewhat of a version of the spread, I guess, uh, but really changed the way offenses attack in the Big Ten. He uh, Hayden came with the stand-up tight ends. He always thought his tight ends would benefit from standing straight up and looking downfield and get a better view of what the defense is trying to do. Well, Kirk Ferentz kept that system, except he wants his tight ends with their hand on the ground and develop into better blockers. And so you take the combination of the two, uh, maybe a hybrid pass catcher uh, with a vicious blocker, and that's what you have uh, in these two. Uh, Noah Fant, Came out of Omaha, brilliant kid, a pre-med major, uh, and yet he's more more of a hybrid, more of a, a guy that can stretch the field on you and get down the field. Iowa uh, recognized early on that this is a kid that they could line up uh, on, on the boundary line, uh, split out wide, put him in the slot, and obviously put him at tight end because he was a, a tremendous route runner inside as well as uh, a blocker. So at six foot five and 250 pounds, uh, that uh, that's what you have with Noah Fant. He caught uh, 39 passes for roughly 520 yards and seven touchdowns uh, this past season, uh, and and he probably has a better overall skill set than T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, but when you look at the two on the field at the same time, it it really uh, was a remarkable sight to see. Now Noah got dinged up at midseason, didn't play a whole lot in the end. And, and everybody knew that he was going to come out and, and put his name in the NFL draft. So uh, perhaps uh, they were saving him, too. Who knows? But he, he's, he's athletic. He can stretch the defense. Uh, I like to call him a hybrid tight end who can play all over the field. Uh, you know, he caught uh, 30 uh, passes in 2017, and remarkably 11 of those uh, were for touchdowns. So not only is he a, a guy that's a great route runner, but he knows where the end zone is, and, and that's what NFL uh, uh, teams drool over. Yeah, I was looking at some of his some of his game tape, and some of the things that just really jumped out and popped out to me were um, really great hands. Um, you know, for a guy like you said, two, you know, uh, six five, uh, almost two hundred fifty pounds. Just his speed for a guy his size, and his ability to run routes and find gaps in the zone, uh, really impressive. And, and and if you look at the way that a lot of teams are using tight ends now. Um, you know, a lot of splitting them out wide, um, you know, having them find those gaps in zones. And, and really, his, his skill set really matches what a lot of teams are using in the NFL. 
Indeed, you mentioned his hands. He's got great hands because he's got big hands, uh, and, and obviously you have to catch the ball, but he's, he's technically very sound uh, as well. And, you know, I can think of, I've been doing Iowa football for 22 years now, and I, and I can think of uh, a dozen to 18 tight ends. I uh, started writing them down last night that either uh, had a look from the National Football League, either made teams or had tremendous careers, and I was trying to figure out who I could compare Noah Fant too, and there aren't many, if any. I'd probably say the closest comparison would be to Tony Moyaki, who the Kansas City Chiefs drafted high a few years back, and he could never stay on the field because of injuries. But Jonathan Hayes, Tony Moyaki, somewhat Scott Chandler, Marv Cook, and present day George Kittle. You know, look at the year George Kittle had with the San Francisco 49ers. I think Noah reminds me a lot of George in that they both are hybrids. They can run down the field. They're both 250 pounds. So they're not afraid to block, stick their nose in there. And I think that's what you have in Noah Fan. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, I think that he's, you know, there, there are obviously some differences between, between him and TJ Hawkinson and, and uh, just seeing, seeing Noah Fan. I think that he's again, really well suited for that, the, the pass catching and, and uh, his ability to, to body up and size up uh, defenders um, and again, his ability to split out wide and and you know run a wide receiver route tree uh, really has been really has been impressive. Um, moving on to T.J. Hawkinson, um, kind of give us a, was I believe that uh, I saw he was uh, the Big Ten uh, tight end of the year. Kind of give us a, a an overall sense of of T.J. and his game. Certainly, um, not only is he the Big Ten tight end of the year, he's the national. John Mackey award winner, the, the best tight end in college football. He, is, he has had some kind of year, uh, 49, 50 catches, uh, over 750 yards, caught six touchdown passes. Uh, and when you uh, say, well, gee, that isn't, that isn't a great number. Well, remember, Noah Fant caught seven. So the tight end position was approaching 15 touchdown catches this year. So in, in tandem, uh, these two really, really made a difference for the Hawkeyes because they had young wide receivers. Uh, that uh, finally started to grow up mid-year and uh, toward the end of the year and, and obviously won the game over Mississippi State in the Outback Bowl on, on uh, New Year's Day. Yet it was T.J. Hawkinson on the final time-consuming drive for Iowa that burned most of uh, uh, Mississippi State's tie, uh, timeouts that remained, and the Hawks were able to run the clock out. And that's who T.J. Hawkinson is. He's uh, he, he's somewhat similar to Fant, yet he's more of an inside guy. He's a bruiser. He's a mauler. He's a phenomenal blocker, uh, particularly in the run game. Uh, you know, is he Gronkowski? He reminds me a little bit of, of Gronk. I'm not going to make that kind of comparison yet because you think about TJ, he was just a, eligibility-wise, just a sophomore. Now he's a third-year player. They redshirted him the first year. Great high school athlete, a phenomenal uh, basketball player. So you know he's athletic. Grew up in a small town called Sheridan, which is just uh, south of Des Moines. Uh, but that, that last drive against Mississippi State in the Outback Bowl, if you go back and look at that, that's who T.J. Hawkinson is. Uh, he's a yardage eater. He's a clock eater. He gets you huge first downs on third and medium range. Doesn't matter. He runs phenomenal routes uh, down the hash, and that's what I'll always remember about T.J. But you know what? Uh, he, he's uh, cerebral enough to where uh, he understands the playbook and can find the end zone as well. And, and uh, you know, his, his performance has proven that uh, uh, here in the uh, his short career at Iowa and what should be a long career in the National Football League if he 
stays healthy, of course. Yeah, going back to his game tape, you know, his, you know, he again, he has the great hands, just like Noah Fant. Um, you know, his, his, again, his speed for his size, again, 6'5", 250 pounds. Both these guys are, are they're big guys, and the ability that both of them have to be able to move down the field um, is very impressive, and even to pull away from defenders uh, when uh, when they need to. Um, I, I think the the one thing that when I've seen what I've seen in some of his tape and what I've seen um, talked about in a lot of the, uh, the the NFL draft discussions is is that TJ is more of that inside blocking. And so for a team, say, more like uh, an NFL team, more like a, what I watch, you know, regularly the Seahawks up here in Seattle, he's more of that kind of in-line guy that can block and be an absolute bruiser in the running game, but is also going to be able to um, do anything that you want for your team in the passing game as well. And the way that he, that TJ Hawkinson finishes off blocks I can think of one uh, of one. I can't remember the the specific game, but watching just some game tape, and he, he wasn't even, I mean, not even really in the play, um, kind of barreling down and basically took out a took out a linebacker. And as the play ended, you can still see TJ finishing off his block and pancaking a linebacker. I mean, just his his tenacity um, for blocking, especially on that in line, um, I think is is really going to serve him well uh, to get him on the field immediately in the NFL. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. He he is what you would call uh, he and Fant really, but TJ uh, maybe a little bit more so. He's what you what you would call NFL ready because he's a little bit more advanced in in blocking skills. And and I go back to the system. That's what Iowa does. You look at all the great offensive linemen uh, that Iowa has put in the National Football League and uh, defensive backs. Uh, uh, Amani Hooker uh, will be, uh, I, I think, uh, at least within the first three rounds. A draft pick, uh, the defensive back of the year, and, and, and a kid that could play uh, can play safety or corner. He's big enough, he's strong enough, and I think he's fast enough. Obviously, obviously if he's in the right system, but I think uh, TJ's uh, NFL ready because of the Iowa way, uh, and and he, he reminds me, uh, he too reminds me a lot of Kittle, uh, CJ Fedorowicz, who uh, had had profit uh, profitable years with the uh, Houston Texans here recently. Uh, you know, Dallas Clark was uh, uh, maybe the greatest tight end ever to come through Iowa, but he was unique. He was a guy that almost had uh, uh, sprinter speed where tight ends are concerned. And obviously he had Peyton Manning throwing him the football, which certainly helps. But Definitely. Uh, no, I agree with you about TJ. He, he's got the size. Uh, he's a phenomenal uh, worker. And I think it goes back to his uh, not only his uh, college career, but his high school career. Where he was a great athlete. You know, he's a multiple sports star, track and field, basketball. They tell me he could play baseball. And obviously, he picked the right sport uh, with football. But he has the body type that the NFL covets uh, at the position. And he certainly has the skills that NFL teams are looking for in terms of, uh, to your point, the ability to play in line and, and also split out. You know, he's a big play threat, too. And he's really smart uh, after the catch. He has uh, uh, your point about great hands. He, they're soft hands. And when you watch him on tape, he never extends those arms or hands uh, uh, to the point where the ball might get away from him. He keeps his hands in against his body, watches the ball in. And once it gets there, uh, he's not going to put it on the ground. He's not going to drop it. He's just he's that good. I don't remember him fumbling the ball. Maybe in his, uh, in his first year, his redshirt freshman year, but he values the football. He loves the game. Comes from a great small town family, and uh, uh, he's on the cusp of, uh, of of having a wonderful career. 
Yeah, real quick, you mentioned his his track and field. Uh, definitely in one of his highlights, I saw that uh, put on display when uh, he uh, leaped a, a, a defender, kind of trying to come at his come at his legs down the sideline and leaps over him and, and gets down the line a little bit farther. Well, and the other thing, uh, in, in addition to that, uh, he's just hard to bring down. Uh, you know, Mississippi State uh, had the best defense I saw this year of any Iowa opponent. I obviously haven't seen them all, and Iowa didn't play Alabama. But look at Mississippi State's defensive stats. Uh, they were, uh, I think, the number two overall defense in college football. They, they held Alabama to its lowest output of the year uh, point-wise. Uh, Mississippi State was a true test of, of, uh, of uh, TJ. Now, Noah uh, opted out of that game for, uh, for the NFL uh, uh, readiness to get ready for the National Football League. Didn't yeah. want to risk injury, but not, not TJ. I mean, I think TJ had a pretty good, uh, a pretty good eye on the NFL before that that Outback Bowl, but but he that's who he is. He wanted to be on the field with his teammates. But if you look at uh, any game he played in this year where he had uh, multiple catches, uh, uh, the difficulty of bringing him down, and I, I go back, he, I mean, he's just got great balance. He's got strong legs. We know he's big and tough. But I go back to the Iowa way because uh, Kirk Ferentz has a firm belief in, in kids like TJ getting them on the field their first year on special teams so they can run down the field, absorb contact, figure out what the big-time college game uh, in the Big Ten is all about, and 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 TJ was eager from the get go, and that's why he's uh, he's going to be handsomely uh, compensated here in a few months. Yeah, um, real quick before we go, I need I do need to say that um, I actually uh, I have a buddy who's from Iowa, and he wanted to say hi. So uh, hi to you, Gary Dolphin, who that he's listened to on the radio from uh, Matt DeSmith in Iowa. Uh, he I just wanted to make sure I threw that out there because he would be mad if I didn't. So. Well, yeah, I appreciate Matt uh, and all Hawkeye fans' support. It's been a, a very trying week for me personally uh, out here with what's going on. But uh, nonetheless, uh, the, the Hawk fans, the supporters, the, the boosters have been uh, phenomenal. And I, I think we're past the worst part now, past the storm. We can move on and uh, get back behind the microphone sooner than later. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I know a little bit about what's what's been going on. And again, you know, in spite of all that, I appreciate you uh, taking your time to give us a, a little bit of a, a little bit of your time to to talk about uh, uh, Noah and TJ uh, um, and kind of what what uh, give us a, a little bit of perspective on what they've done in their careers and 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 how uh, they may uh, go on to the NFL again. Gary, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. Hey, you bet, Ryan. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Everybody have a, have a great uh, off-season. Uh, enjoy the NCAA tournament. It should be phenomenal. All right. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Take care, bud. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.